Hey, Brennan. Hey, Alan. Welcome to uh, D6 Minutes, our uh, short form podcast where we talk about topics for uh, D6 Minutes. All right. So, what is our first topic? I think since you were talking about some of those fantasy castle walls you bought about, you bought that all get attached with magnets. How about what's worth magnetizing? All right. So what do you feel like is worth magnetizing? Five minutes. It's a long topic. We go high every time. So previously, the only things I've really magnetized, I've realized are things that are robotic, like things you actually think would pivot on the model in real life. Like mostly gun turrets. Well, and when you want to swap them out. Like if the model comes with a few different options for the gun, maybe you want to switch it and not just have to go buy and paint a whole other mini. So if you just got like this one thing and they come give you the alternative, just magnetize it so you don't have to paint two and carry around two. So that's one type of thing. So the idea is like the the swing around, the magnetizing thing is almost so that it can have like 360 degree posable action. Yes, yeah, so it becomes an action, action figure, sure. But only be an okay. action figure when that thing is swappable. Otherwise, maybe not. But maybe it's okay. cool for the turret to be able to turn around. Maybe. But okay. not like... So, but if, yep, go on. You know, oh, I was going to move on to a different part of the magnetizing thing. Okay. What do you want to add to that? So, yeah, I have... So, I, I agree. That's like a good good time to magnetize it. The other thing... The main thing, actually, that I feel like magnets are good for is, you know, I'm okay with the idea that that the miniatures are, you know, a static model, but what I like to magnetize is things that are likely to break or or not be able to move around, um, generally in transportation, right? Things that are going to get damaged or whatever or, or don't pack away well, it's nice to be able to magnetize them so you can kind of disassemble them so uh, yeah so so um, for example uh, a lot of the uh, giant models in uh, War Machine right the Colossals I kind of magnetize a a bunch of their pieces just so that they're easy to come apart now unfortunately the gargantuans which is the the uh, okay yeah, they 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 you can't they don't have really good places to magnetize. But if I could, I would because those things are fucking giant. They're super hard to pack around and play, right? Especially when we're talking about war games, bringing more of your friends' place or something like that. Yeah. So uh, the other thing is like weapons and things like that. You know, when people have when you have a miniature that has like a long spear and it's super hard to pack away, and you're always worried about it breaking when you're carrying it around. Sometimes it's good just make it magnetize. So you can. You can take it off when it's not actually on the table, and you can put it away in its own little tray for the magnetized hand with the spear. Yeah, I can, I can be down with that, but if it takes up way too much space, you could magnetize it and make it take way less space. I'm, I'm into efficient yeah. packing. I guess the other thing is that if it's, like, it's not a natural shape, like it's an organic shape, and you're trying to like join it together, where you would normally uh-huh. need to put a lot of green stuff to make it look right, uh-huh. uh, magnetizing that, not not so down with that like in war machine yeah, if you I had agree. the horde side with the beasts uh-huh. that doing their arms with magnets i think would start to look crummy yeah, you can't, not the joint the model doesn't look right anymore you you there has to be a place where the separation is natural right and that's why so like i said when you have a spear and in the hand it can't be like 
a hand that is it's like a bare hand with a bare arm, right? But oftentimes, if the hand has a glove, then that yeah. that cut is a natural place because in the actual model when you see it, it'll look kind of natural because the seam is covered by the fact that they have a glove, right? So it, it doesn't necessarily look as outlandish, especially if they have a sleeve on top, right? So in that way, you know, it's a nice place to put it. Um, the other thing, and the thing that I've been doing is like tons of magnets, just so that I can pack away the terrain easily. So I have, I'm, so it's kind of like the big model you want to be able to break down. You want your train to be yeah. able to break down too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you can pack it away. Like it's basically wall panels, right? So you can, it's, it's also, you can switch them up easily. Like you said, like reconfigure, but in terrain, if you're magnetizing in and, and you make the pieces generally line up, being able to flip them around and change them up is actually really important in miniature games, especially because terrain can kind of change how the game is played a lot. Whereas with a miniature, you don't necessarily want to, change up how the miniature uh, looks like, right? You painted it, it looks great, you want to always have it stay like that. But with terrain, oftentimes you want to magnetize it just so that you can swap the positions and, and how they're positioned and how, the, how they look. So I kind of went crazy with my, my terrain because I was like, oh, I might magnetize a bit. I'm like, well, if I'm gonna magnetize a bit, why don't I magnetize everything? So it's fine, I'll show you a picture of it later. Okay, sure, they're all walls. Yeah, you could have just made the wall, walls freestanding, but then they would all kind of get pushed around when you play with them, so maybe. Yeah, and and I could have not magnetized everything, right? Picking and choosing your magnetizing battles, especially if your magnets are expensive, then that matters, right? Mm -hmm. However, I bought a whole bunch of, I went on AliExpress and bought a whole bunch of magnets, and, you know, man, the price is really good, so. All right, well, that sounds like five minutes then of how to get cheap magnets. Yeah. All right, do you have a topic? Or was oh. that your topic? No, that was one of mine. I have another one. It's kind of close okay. to that. All right, so go for it. What are your thoughts on using clear bases? Those have become more popular in stores lately. Two minutes, as it should be. Not a fan. All right, why not? <laughs> Do you want me to expand? Um, sure. I could expand. Whatever. Because... I feel like, okay, so basically the idea of a clear base is that it can blend into the, the terrain, right? Uh, however, I feel like it just doesn't work because um, it's, it kind of can work, right? But it feels, to me, when I look at it, it makes it feel uh, like it's on a clear base. <laughs> Mm -hmm. It just kind of, even though, you know, instead of seeing through it and seeing it as part of the terrain, it makes it feel like, um, like it's on a stand. Whereas I understand like, yes, when you have a terrain piece on a stand, that's even standing up on top of the building and uh, on top of the, the terrain, the actual miniature on it, I don't know, it just, it doesn't look as good to me. Yeah, so I think if you're playing on a mouse pad mat, it could look okay, because now it sits flat. But if you're that's playing true. on something with a textured surface, then yeah, the, the fact that you see through the clearness and it has this weird distortion effect would start to look weird. I think if you yeah. only played on mouse pad mats, that'd be fine. Plus, if that's you're a good with, point. That's what I was thinking with, as well. Yeah. If you're playing with games that have no facing either for the miniatures, you don't have to paint the mm -hmm. their arcs. Then the clearer bases can work. But if you've got to paint arcs, it starts to get really weird having painted arcs on a clear base. 
But in certain sure. circumstances, yeah. I think beer can work, especially if you don't have really big miniatures. Yeah. So do you prefer it though? It, well, like, let's say, Andros, you're right. When I was thinking about it, I was thinking about it on fully model boards, but um, you're right. On a clear mouse pad base, it is definitely better. Now, do you think it's preferable to a model base? Uh, for my next Frostgrave army, I will be putting my Witch Army onto clear bases and see what goes. I'm not sure if I'll go with three millimeter thick or one and a half millimeter thick. I'll uh -huh. try to see what seems less invasive. So, mm -hmm. who knows? To me, I feel like it makes them look like they're hovering on. So you, so you go as thin as possible then. Yes, actually, I like. Okay. I think it helps blend them in more. Mm -hmm. um, when you're thicker, even the thin one, I don't like it. It's like shiny. Oftentimes, also the clear bases, they're not. They're reflective. Yeah, the problem so, is to be clear. You need to. It needs to be reflective. That's one of the elements of being glass. Is being that's, sort of shiny. That's one of the problems, actually. Yep. If it was like not clear, maybe a, a translucent base, maybe it's better. Mm. Right. So like, just frost it. Frost it so it's not. It's not like you can kind of see through it. Matte, basically, put matte varnish on it. I think so the clearing like. portion might be actually one of the things that I don't like, uh, like the shininess. It yeah, just doesn't look like right. having. Yeah, it's kind of like having metallic metal on models of a certain scale when the model is too small and you see metallic bits. It just looks like a yeah. chunk of metal, not like a real sword. Well, have. you should never have a little bit of shut. Looks like are you always walking on glass while all, on top of the terrain? That's what it looks yeah. like to me. Yeah. So I'd rather then have again, like just a fake piece of terrain. I don't know. Then again, people could complain that, oh, you have that ring around the round lip bases and oh, that's not yeah. natural either. So you can see people arguing it both ways. Yeah. Well, right. that was too long. So let's continue. <laughs> Apparently we had a lot to talk about that one. Uh, all right, so I'm gonna go for one. Um, recently we've been talking about seven like minutes range, now. Let's see how... range and melee stuff. Um, what is your favorite melee weapon to have on a miniature and why? Melee, 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 melee. melee. Close combat, four minutes. Okay, well this will finish us off. I think I would go for axes. Why axes? Because there's just so yeah. much room on them to make them look big and imposing. Like a hammer is not sharp. Uh -huh. Like swords uh -huh. are just like, they're kind of small, but an axe seems like you could seriously hack through something. And it, can have cool it just feels more, more heavy and weighty and imposing. Yes, yes it does. And yeah, it gives you lots of room to paint cool things on it. Do cool mm -hmm. metallic effects. Like literally put like, axes are harder to paint uh, to make them look right because their their head is so wide, yeah. and 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 its shape. A sword is a lot easier <laughs> to paint because it's thinner, and so the light reflection you don't have to paint a giant like light reflection, right? Just yeah, and often I feel the like side of, often the yep. side of an axe will be kind of like dull metal. It'll it'll be more matte, mm -hmm. but someone will have been sharpening the blade, so the blade will look shiny, but the rest will be. Yeah. Sort of matte, but you have to figure out what color and, to do. And then it's just and it changes its angle yep. at, at the at the point as opposed to the width. Whereas a sword in general, it's like a bunch of straight lines. It's a lot easier <laughs> yeah. to do. And like and the axe can tell you like the look of the axe, you know who's holding the axe. Like if it's got lots of like comes to lots of curved points, you know it's like mm -hmm. some sort of evil knight. 
Whereas if it's got like yeah. religious emblems on it, it's your good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good oftentimes because the because the axe is so big, they have a lot more room to put on like runes or things like that to play on the surface, right? Yeah, exactly. So I'm sorry. What's you yours for a close combat weapon? Oh, uh, what's yours for a close my, combat weapon? My favorite. So, chainsword. So I no, I don't like chainsaws at all. Actually, <laughs> actually, I like the look of them, but they're a pain in the ass to paint. Yeah, like I just don't. I don't know. I think actually, it's probably I from how I like the chainsaw that much. I like the normal axes, but I actually like. Um, I I like swords. In any of my D and I like the idea of a staff. Especially yeah. gnarled whatever staffs, but I have whenever I pa- I've painted them, I haven't really like well, oh, staffs depending on how they are, they're they're okay. Um, but to me, like just painting that sword, that blade is like it's funnest. It's the the funnest. Like for exactly what I was talking about during the axe, right? They mm-hmm. look at to me. I feel like they feel dangerous because we when we think about swords, they're, they're just killing weapons, right? Right, yeah. they're quite easy to paint and make uh, look cool. The only problem with with swords versus axe is like they're a little bit more breakable on miniatures, <laughs> so you got to be a little bit more careful when you're using them. Yeah, they can never um, be as thin as they really would be. They've got to be thicker than yeah, true scale. Yeah, so maybe like giant like Zywanders, whatever how you call them, Zywanders. I don't know mm-hmm. how you say them, but the giant like two handed swords that are the, the size of a man and a half. What? Mm-hmm. The anime swords. Uh, they're real swords. I thought Z-Wan's a bit, aren't they? Oh, actually, maybe they're not. Maybe they're just for decoration. Ceremony. Maybe they, people never actually use them. I thought the whole Zywander is basically a polearm. Oh, not sure. It's. I thought it was. It, it's used like a polearm. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. That's That to me, I found, I've had the most fun when I uh, generally paint them. Let me just think. Is it actually staffs? The thing is, I, I remember painting swords and having fun with that. I don't remember mm-hmm. painting staffs and having fun, except for my wizard, which is like not really a melee weapon, but it's on a wizard. No, it was really big, <laughs> so you could paint wood grain on it. Like, yeah, painting a sword shine, fun. you can do that really tiny, but to paint wood grain on a really yeah. tiny staff, yeah, it's, it's a lot harder. Yeah, so I'd say, yeah, I'd say uh, sword, a sword is my favorite one. Or, let me think about fists. That's the other thing. Giant fists. Oh, bad, or, yeah, bad guy fists. Like, not bad guy, sorry, like monster fists. You just like homeboy. This is what it is. Oh, no, no, no. Monster jaws. Teeth. I actually enjoy that. Mm. But the orcs have extra jaws. They build, they love their teeth so much, they just give themselves an extra metal jaw. Yeah, actually, on the orcs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, maybe I do like axes more now that I think about it. Because mm. because when I think about my orcs, I painted a lot of axes and I like those. Yeah, I was gonna say what army you painted that has lots of swords. You think it's really awesome to have all these swords? I was thinking okay. about. Well, I have a lot of newer models, right? A lot of medieval models and stuff like that that I've been mm-hmm. doing with a lot of swords. Um. Yeah. Take mind, axes. axes. <laughs> all right. It's all Science axes. fiction axes, not normal axes. Ooh. Science okay. fiction axes. Excellent. All right. 
So with like weird bobbly bits on them. Yes, with electrically powered plasma <laughs> axes. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, so I think three topics took us through our whole one this time. Yep. Yep. Uh, this has been uh, D6 Minutes. It's been Alan. It's been Brandon. All right. One more thing. So if you enjoyed that podcast and want to listen to more, you can find them over at DiceOverEverything.com or uh, on your favorite podcast app. And if you want to leave a comment, message, or ideas for like more podcasts from yeah, us. Or just get in touch with us at Facebook and look for Dice Over Everything there. All right. Bye.